0: Don't Call Me Girl Boss is an unfiltered perspective from women small business owners. I'm your host, Jessica Buck, and I have been a small business owner for six years and counting of Sunless Ray, which is a spray tan business. I have a location in Orange County, California, and I'm currently doing mobile spray tans in Austin, Texas. I have also started selling my own online sunless products. In this podcast, I interview like-minded women business owners who have been through all the stages of owning a business or are just starting one. I hope the stories you hear in these interviews will help you become the best version of yourself. Recently, my small business on the ray came out with our very own self-tan mousse set. Our mousse is vegan, non-toxic, meaning none of those harsh chemicals you see in other self-tanners. It is cruelty-free and has a fresh out-of-the-shower smell. You will not smell the self-tanner at all. And the best part is it is literally dry in 60 seconds, meaning it won't be on your sheets and it won't be on your clothes. Our set comes with our buildable mousse, application mitt, and exfoliating mitt. You will have everything you need to have the perfect at-home tan. For our listeners, I am doing a special promo code, Girlboss, for free shipping. That is all one word, Girlboss. And you can purchase our moveset on sunlessray.com. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Don't Call Me Girlboss. This week I have on Alyssa. She is the owner of Beauty Studio Brows and Aesthetics. She has a location in Georgetown and one in Round Rock, Texas. If you're not familiar with Texas, I would say that's like 40, 30 minutes away from each other. And um, she is a microblading artist, so she specializes in that. But at her salon, she also offers semi permanent makeup, facials, waxing, brow tinting, and lash extensions. What I was really excited to interview Alyssa about is because I actually had, I believe she's one of her employees. DM me and was like, Hey, you need to interview Alyssa. She has an incredible story. She's a great business owner. And I just think she'd be great to have on this podcast. And I really appreciated that. And I feel like it shows a lot. If your employees will reach out and show your character. So I'm super excited for myself and for you to get to know Alyssa. And without further ado, here she is.
1: Um, I just knew at that moment, I was like, this is what I want to do, like, I want to start my own salon, I want to run my own business, Um, and I think from the age of, like, eight or nine, I continued to tell my mom, like, hey, I'm going to open my own salon one day, that's what I'm going to do, so from that age, I just always kind of did things that aligned with the beauty industry.
0: Wow, that's, that's awesome. You knew at such a young age, what you want to do, because I feel like that's the hardest part. Is yeah, figuring out what you want to do.
1: Absolutely. Like, it's, it's kind of strange to me. Like, in high school, you're kind of pushed this agenda of like, needing to know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Like, that's a big <laughs> decision to make at so you know, such a young age. And unfortunate fortunate that I've always like, you know, kind of known but a lot of people don't, and that pressure's applied, and um, I see why people go through different wavelengths of trying to figure out what they want to do. But yeah, um, from a very young age, I've always I've always been intrigued by the industry and just loved um,
0: everything about it. Yeah, what did your parents do? Do they own their own business or anything like that? No. So uh,
1: my grandfather did. Um, He is a mud engineer. So he works in oil, um, which is nobody really knows what that is. And honestly, I don't really know what it is. But um, growing up around my grandparents, um, they opened a series of chains or a series of restaurants as well. So growing up, when I would go spend my summers over there, I would, you know, see my grandparents. They ran restaurants. Um, He worked um, and started his own company and he's very successful now. My dad and my mom, they both work in healthcare, but they are hustlers too, and they're very analytical people. And um, I think I just got that hustle and mentality from my grandparents and my dad. Um, They always just worked so hard and um,
0: taught me a lot of
1: different things, and I would even help out from time to time in the restaurants and things like that,
0: so yeah. And this was all in Texas? Yeah, this was in Texas.
1: Uh, my grandparents are in Midland, um, and they had a barbecue restaurant there, and then he as well had his own company. So, yeah, it was it was all in Texas. So it was pretty cool just watching, you know, um, him grow that and just, you know, kind of being in the background and also just being able to be a part of that. Um, and I've just kind of carried that hub and mentality of okay if you work really hard these are the things that you can have as well and I was really fortunate to be able to grow up around um such great role models
0: yeah that's awesome um did you so you got out of high school and were like automatically like I'm going to go to beauty school or were you trying to do that during high school I don't know if um, Texas offers that but in California you could start even doing that in high school
1: oh wow yeah um I think you can now, I'm not really sure, but when I
0: was in high school, I um, was really
1: scared to just jump into um, beauty school because I was trying to figure out a way that I could make her lucrative because I had felt at the time that, you know, everybody wanted to do hair, everybody wanted to do makeup. And that was kind of really before like lashes and microblading and injections and all the advanced things that we have now, right? So um i didn't jump straight into it right after high school because i was trying to figure out okay what can i do to make a living and how can i tie in you know my creativeness and um this industry and also make it lucrative so i worked a bunch of different um, jobs here and there i did go to college for a little while i did take some like accounting classes and like some business classes marketing classes which i feel helped me Felt, well, I feel like that helped me um, long term, but I didn't necessarily um, want to do anything like corporate or go the degree route because I, again, always wanted to be in this industry. It was just years of, you know, kind of trying to figure out how to make it work with, um, you know, my overall big plan. So works, jobs like here and there. And then um, three years ago was actually when I went to beauty school.
0: What took so long? Like, what were you doing in between? Or, like, what was the hurdles that you had to go through?
1: Well, I have kids. Um, Okay, so you had kids young. Yes, I'm a mom. And um, a big thing for me was I wanted my kids to get to an age to where they understood. Because I knew, like, my overall goal and vision, I knew it was going to take a lot from me. And having kids so young, I wanted to be able to explain to them like, hey, you know, I will be gone a lot. This is gonna take a lot of time and energy. And, you know, then being a little older and a little more independent and understanding um, is really kind of what I was waiting for. So when they turned um, seven and eight, I was at my job and it was a great job, but I was like, it's time. You know, so I had mm-hmm. my plan out on paper. I took my best friend to lunch and I was like, I know this sounds crazy, but I'm going to quit my job. And I like brainstorming this plan for years and I'm just going to do it, you know. So that's what I did.
0: Yeah, I feel like I, I just became a mom. My Aww. son's almost two and I was neck deep in my business and then had my son. Yeah. and. It is really hard. It's so <laughs> you know.
1: It's, it's so hard being a mom, like juggling. Nobody talks about that as a business owner. I meet a lot of women who are. Are you there? Sorry, I have like. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I think that's our Bluetooth. I'm turning it off. Sorry about that. Um, it's okay. Nobody really talks about that. Like I've talked to other entrepreneurs, and like. Being a mom in this industry or in any industry is really hard. I'm um, trying to juggle that and those responsibilities and run a business and be a mentor, you know, being here for your staff, doing all the back end stuff. is really it's hard. It's hard work. Um, so even if your kids are older, like, I don't know, for some reason, in my mind, I was like, oh, it'll be easier when they're older. And I mean, yeah, they're a little more independent, but it's hard. So I applaud you for that because
0: it's um, it's hard work. Well, oh, It was like my pregnancy wasn't planned. So it was kind of like, okay, figure it out. And I'm still figuring it out. And it's like right now is nap time. So it's That's perfect. Sweet. But then tonight I'm spray tanning from like five to 10. And so it's like, I'm not going to see him tonight. And it's like, you get this mom guilt. And it's like, I'm going to make money to pay for things for my kid. Oh, <laughs> you know? absolutely. Like,
1: and, and I definitely get that. Like, There are things that I've sacrificed, um, like maybe I've missed a game or um, a tournament or something, and I definitely do feel guilty, but I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, long term, you know, I'm trying to build this future so my kids, you know, can reap the reward of that later, you know? So there's like a bigger picture to that, and I feel like um, there's a kind of a, misconception there that like I don't know maybe you can't juggle both (laughs) and it is it's hard I mean it is but I think a lot of us moms like we're doing what we can do now so we can set the example and so you know our kids can have a better future you know and have it easier in life later
0: exactly exactly and I grew up with a dad who hustled and stuff so it just you know just what you do it's like you have to provide and If it wasn't this, we would be gone doing a nine to five. Exactly. I don't, I don't have the luxury of just being a stay at home mom. And I don't think it's in my blood to be a stay at home mom. So it's like, this is just the life that I would always have. Yeah.
1: And I feel the exact same way. Um, I have always known, I was like, I definitely don't want to spend, you know, 25 to 30 years at a job. And then when I'm older, you know, I'm older and like, am I really gonna be enjoying life and being able to travel and do these things? Like, that's just not the life I wanted for myself. That wasn't the example um, that I wanted to give to my kids. Granted, if that's something that they want to do, absolutely fully support them. But I want to set the example of like, there's more to life and we only have one and you should enjoy it. And you know, the luxury about what I do is I do work a lot, but I also have a lot of flexibility and freedom um, in my schedule when I have to plan things or I want to take them somewhere, do something or travel, um, which we do a lot of. So it's like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll work 75 hours a week, but I do get to decide that I get to make those decisions. Yeah. You know? So.
0: What was some of your, what was your first jobs and where were you working before beauty school? So my very
1: first job, um, I actually was like an afterschool, um, at a recreation center. And I did that for a while in high school. And then I started working at organic salon in Pfluggerville. And um, I did some front desk stuff, I got familiar with the systems, and just how a salon is ran. Um, and I knew that that was like, a. now looking back at it, it was I was exhausting. But I'm like, you know, that was a really big piece of, you know, um, growth and like where I am today. Um, because just being thrown in an environment that's so fast paced and having to figure out how to navigate through that, um, that's how it is at our salon every day. (laughs) So, um, different things are thrown at you. I did do, um, you know, was a receptionist at a salon for a while and that was great. And then, you know, the creative aspect of getting to work with kids and creating and doing all that, like all these little things kind of tied into what I do today. So.
0: So you go to beauty school. Which school did you go to? I went to
1: Baldwin. So I went to Baldwin Beauty School. Um, it's actually. The story because I didn't immediately go to beauty school, if you want to kind of hear the backstory to how I got started, Um I actually was, I mentioned was like a freelance makeup artist and I was really good with shaping brows and doing makeup. <laughs> so I would do like, so
0: the whole time you were working, you were doing freelance makeup on the exactly. side. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: I, so I've always done that, um, like just for events or weddings or, um, things of that nature. And I've always done it just because I love it. You know, it was so filling and so fun. Um, So I was really good at that and people loved it. And several of my clients would ask me if I did semi permanent makeup or if I did, you know, lash extensions or other things like that. And I would always say, no, I don't really do that. I don't really do that. Well, um, I got really into like, you know, I started my Instagram around that time and got really into like semi-permanent makeup and like um, everything tied to aesthetics, really, and um, an esthetician license, like, all services tied to that, I just started to really, really dive deep and get into that. Well, I went home one day, and I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to take a course, like, I think I'm going to go take a permanent makeup course and just see how good I am you know, and see if it's gonna work out. So I took one, that course was okay. And then I took a more advanced one in Las Vegas. And um, the owner, her name is Sandy, she's really great. I had done a couple of brows and I asked her, I was like, do you think I'm good at this? Like, do you think I could be good at this? And she was like, I think you're amazing. If you stick with it, I think that you'll go really far. And I was like, okay. So I decided after that training that I was gonna come home and take some models and randomly push out just pictures of a couple of clients and old models that I've done and just kind of see. So I hadn't even created a website or anything. These, these were just people that I was like, let's just kind of see like how people like my work and if anyone reaches out. So mm-hmm. I had several people reach out like I had pushed out like two or three pictures. And people were, like, asking me how to book and, you know, people were really liking the work. And I didn't – this was, like – I didn't really know much about, at this time, like, um, a business social media platform. I had, like, really no idea how to run one, like, the aesthetics that tie into that. Like, I was just pushing pictures out. So then I was, like, okay, well, I think I'm going to – I think I am going to officially quit my job and stick with this and go – that route. And then if it goes well, then I'll go to beauty school and then I can open my salon. Um, So that's where that started. So I opened my first microblading studio in 2017 in Round Rock. Um, I immediately took off with that. Like from the time I started pushing um, models out and then I started getting bookings. It was slow at first and it really, really picked up. And then I was like, okay, I'm ready for favor. I'm going to become an esthetician. I'm ready to um, add more, learn more, and fulfill that vision. So I went to school to become an esthetician. And then I opened my second location here in Georgia. And we are a fully licensed salon. So not only do we offer semi-permanent makeup, but we offer lashes, waxing, um, tints, I think we do. Uh, oh, we just started doing body cavitation, um, pretty much anything but hair. <laughs> so we really expanded the service menu um, after I became an esthetician. So now I have the salon.
0: So I want to take it back a little bit. So, what I think that you did was like you tested your market before even going full into your business, which I think is an important concept for a lot of people to grasp. And I feel like it's important to know you can take it slow. Absolutely. Like you don't need to go head first, open a salon, do all these things like you can. That's why I love spray tanning. And it's a great way because you can do mobiles, have no overhead, test your market and just see what, how it goes if you like it. Cause it is a hustle and people go to beauty school and don't realize that. And then they've wasted money on beauty school And they're like, Oh, why? I don't want to do this. So I think it's that's an important concept that you brought up.
1: Absolutely. And, um, that goes with another point I have kind of written down is like, you don't have to know it all. I think a lot of people who reach out to me and ask me, how did you start a salon? How, what was your process? Like, what did you do? I'm trying to do that now. And I'm like, you know, but I'm trying to figure out this, this and this. And I'm like, look, you don't have to know it all. And you don't have to start with that. You can start slow. You can do a boost rental. You can do like you. um, I know with some services, uh, like with your esthetician license, you can even do mobile as well. So it's like you it's okay to start small and build. Um, A lot of times you don't even really know um, what your craft is until you kind of try a few things. You know, like my thing with makeup, I really liked makeup, um, and then that led me to some permanent makeup. You know, and then from there, I really got into skin, um, and skin. Learning about skin has actually made me better at my job now. So yeah, very valid. Like it's okay to start slow. It's okay to you know, um, kind of test the waters at first, and then just kind of go from
0: there. Yeah, post it on social media. See if your friends yeah. like it. You don't have to get licensed right away. Practice it, do it on friends. I mean, you don't, it doesn't have to be a paying service right exactly. away. Like, yeah, absolutely. Just see if your friends like it. Get some, like you said, get some pictures up, and see what happens. If that's something you want to do, I like to call that like fake it till you make it a little bit in the beginning. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. um That's exactly what I did. I didn't even, like I said, when I first started, I didn't have a website. I didn't. I had no idea how to run a business Instagram whatsoever. I literally created at the time, it was Butte Studio Browse. And um, I was like, okay, I didn't even really, really, really sit down and like think of a long-term name for my business, we rebranded. But at that time I was like, this sounds good. I really like it. This is what I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna push some pictures out. If all goes well, it's okay to, like, switch things up later and rebrand and figure out what your craft is and then go from there. You know, it takes time. It takes a lot of time to build um, and really understand what you're good at. And then when you understand what you're good at, you know, the whole concept really kind of comes together as well.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. So you started doing some models. And then how long was it when you were doing the models between you opening a salon? Um, That was about three months. So I was
1: renting, like, a small room. Um, And then after that, I was like, okay, I'm getting too overwhelmed. The space is too small. I started getting a lot of inventory because I was constantly – my books were filling up faster, so I was like, I need more space. I need more beds um, and I need. I need a front desk, like there were just things that I was like, okay, I really need these things now if I'm going to like grow and I'm going to go with it. So then um, I remember looking at spaces and there's this it's an it was an older um, area that I got my first building in in round rock off of Maze, and I remember like going in and I was like, "Okay, this place needs a lot of renovations, but I'm going to do it. The um, rent at the time was like really affordable. So I was like, "Okay, cool. So I just kind of jumped in and did it. Um, And it was I remember signing my lease and like feeling sick. I was like, oh, my gosh, like what if I like (laughs) don't get bookings or what if I'm not busy, you know, because I signed a three year lease at this place um but that was just the first step so I mean you got to take a leap and you got to just have confidence in yourself and in your vision and in your plan and then just continue to follow through with it
0: yeah did you do the whole build out then yourself like did you hire contractors I did. And do all that? yeah
1: um inside it was mainly the inside the outside of the building I couldn't really touch but um yeah the inside i'd hired contractors we completely renovated um the inside of the space and um i think prior to me it was a nail salon for like 20 years so it was like very 80s like the big um what are those lights like you know those lights that are like oh man what are they called i can not even think about it off the top of my head but oh this is so old like i walked in there and i was like oh my gosh like there's no way
0: so yeah we um the whole place so yeah and you got employees right away as well I did not so it was just me at
1: first um it was just me at first and I was the only one you know doing brows and then I had another permanent makeup artist in there for a little bit and then she ended up moving
0: um and she was just renting from you
1: yeah yeah yeah, she was just renting in the space. So that was cool because, like, she was also building her brand. I was building my brand. This is, like, kind of when I first opened. Um, so it worked out perfectly. And then um, she left, and then I decided, okay, well, I don't really want to do it that way anymore if I, you know, bring on anyone else. I want them to be a part of building um, because it's kind of hard, like, if you have a, sol- And this is, I mean, everyone is different in the way that they open their salons. But um, if you have a salon and everyone has different brands within that salon, um, it's a little hard to promote one brand, but it also just depends on like what your long term vision is. Um, I knew that I wanted everybody who worked in my buildings to be a part of my brand. Um, and everybody, like I said, everyone does that differently. Some people renovate buildings and then they have people rent out suites and they are, their different, you know, they are different contractors and different brands and things like that. And that's great. But I knew like moving forward that, you know, I wanted to build a team and I wanted anybody who was in my building to be a part of my brand so I can grow. So. That was a plan I started putting together after um, about a year into, um the round rock location is more of a team dynamic um and growing growing with actual employees and like a team so
0: what did it look like getting your first employee <laughs> what was it like front desk? yeah or... um
1: it you know a lot of trial and error um i have never been um like a manager <laughs> So it's that actually, I know a lot of people don't talk about that, but that actually was challenging for me um, because I tend to be more now, I, I mean, more mature, learned a lot, but more of a friend than like a manager. So there are definitely things that, you know, a normal manager wouldn't let slide that I would let slide. Um, and I definitely had to step up my role and leadership and set an example for things so, you know, the person I had on staff could follow. Um, but now just after doing a ton of research and being, you know, more well-rounded and having an actual long-term goal on paper, things are much smoother. But, um, like oh my gosh like just the initial process of like um having an employee and knowing what all goes into that and I know everybody does it a little bit differently but for me that was difficult because there's no there's no like black and white like I feel like some areas for me were really gray so it was just a lot of research like do you want an employee do you want it to 99 do you want you know to pay your employee like um Pay plus commission, only commission, you know, like there were just different things that um, I had to navigate through to figure out like what best, you know, works for my team and my salon long term. So that was a little difficult.
0: What did you end up doing? Did you end up doing 1099? or? Yeah, so I
1: actually ended up doing 1099 um, because it worked.
0: Yeah, Yeah, that's what I do better.
1: Like long term, you know works out better and for my my people here and my staff it works out better like I can their commission is better um they have more flexibility and it's it just works out better long term too um in my opinion so you do the same thing yeah 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 I do
0: it's it's less stressful as a business owner as well. Absolutely
1: absolutely yeah (laughs) um So that, yeah, that just works for me now. Like I said, there were, there was a little like, okay, research trial and error. This works. This isn't working long term. This is going to work better. So this works best for us now and everyone's happy. So maybe, you know, that could change in the future, depending on um, what we do. But for now, like this works.
0: And then what service did you, did you, you extended services to in Round Rock? When, how did that happen?
1: So not um, in Round Rock, in Georgetown. So Round Rock is um, still just semi-permanent makeup. And um, sometimes I offer trainings. So if people are interested in learning, I will offer to train them. And I will use that Round Rock studio is more of a training location where they can go and take models and not have to worry about, you know, going and getting the initial license, which is a little pricey. So I give people the opportunity to work out of the Round Rock location since it's fully licensed. Um, and then they can from there go and find their spaces once they're feeling confident. Um, but the Georgetown location, yeah, we've expanded our services quite a bit. So I do semi permanent makeup. Um, Lynn does lashes, tints. Um, she also just got into semi-permanent makeup. We do waxing, body cavitation.
0: Um, so we do... What is body
1: cavitation? That is a great question. Lynn actually just got her license in that. It's very similar to, um, and she, she does it so she's more educated, but similar to cool sculpting. So... Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, I know that it's is. similar to that um, non-invasive and uh, she went and got her license through like the Texas Laser Institute and she offers that service as well. We're actually um, probably going to roll out some promotions on that soon, but that's something she was interested in and um, I was like, all right, well, go ahead and go and, you know, get educated and get your license. If that's something you want to offer, um, we can definitely do that. So,
0: it's great. But, yeah, very similar to that. Cool sculpting. So, it's you and Lynn at the Georgetown yes. location then? Yeah. It,
1: we did have three okay. um, people at one point, but it's just um, it's just two of us right now. We're trying to navigate through a pandemic.
0: <laughs> so, Yeah, I I know. Yeah. We'll get to that. How is, how is
1: that? Oh my gosh. Like I'm sure every business owner just feels, and oh my gosh, you guys, I feel for you. If you're a business owner and you have um, staff or you have a building and you have (laughs) all these responsibilities, I feel for you. It is, it's hard. Um, We're finally getting in the groove of like consistency, things being normal, Again, not, you know, not like what they were, but uh, more normal than they were when all of this started. Um, So we were actually going to hire a third person, but me and Lynn looked at each other and we're like, dude, let's just try to get through this year. We're just busy. It's crazy, but let's do it. And once things calm down a little bit, we can look on bringing on someone else. Um, But it's hard. I mean, we're having to, you know, um, just it's rescheduling people, which I completely understand, but like navigating through reschedules, making sure that people aren't showing any symptoms, haven't gone out of the country, things like that. Um, Making sure that we are fully covered and protected because like we have families and people here have families and we only are taking each one client at a time in our building, so our building isn't like people waiting and then, you know, them having to text us when they arrive, and just making sure that the building at all times is just like super sanitary. We're using EPA's things um, that are cleaning effectively. So between that and then just um, reschedules here and there because maybe somebody was exposed or maybe somebody you know isn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. It's hard. You know. Um, I don't know how that how that's going for you um
0: but it's is it it's the same california has been really tough and they just recently opened up like a few weeks ago so it's been really really up yeah yeah texas has been better at least but california it's been crazy um i know a lot of businesses that have shut down a lot of beauty girls who are just like this just isn't worth it shut down their business a lot of uh gyms it's just, it's crazy, and it's just so sad. It's unfortunate. Um, I've seen three
1: businesses near me permanently close, and it's so heartbreaking to see. And some of these people were here for quite a while. So I opened my business actually two weeks before I had to shut it down. You know. I, yeah, oh wow! I had In Georgetown, just this building I had just done all the renovations to it. I had had a grand opening, um, March. In, like i think it was march 29th i'll have to go back um but yeah i had i just had a grand opening um and then a couple weeks after my grand opening i had to permanently close my business which was not in my plans at all <laughs>
0: um did your landlord make you still yeah, pay rent and absolutely. everything too
1: and i think yeah. the biggest advice yeah, I too. can give to small business owners, especially if you're new have a financial advisor um that is something that when i first started i kind of was like "Mm, how important is that like how i mean it's important it is but when i first got into it i was like okay like i might get sick and be out for two weeks or i might you know have a family emergency but i never had thought in my mind like okay i'm gonna be closed for two months like that had never like, and not even by my choice, you know, like, it was mandatory. Mm -hmm. So I had never thought that anything like this would happen. So my advice is having somebody that plans for things like this and disasters, and that is educated, um, especially when you start, you know, um, making income, like, definitely, because I know at first, like, You put a lot of that back into your business, but definitely having somebody who plans for your future in that way, because honestly, if I hadn't, I don't know how I would have kept this building open. But luckily, um, I had planned ahead for things like that. Yeah, I still had to cover both of my rents at both locations. I still had bills to pay. I still had kids to feed. I still had, you know, all of these things that, um, you know, any normal person would be obligated to do. And, you know, there was definitely no lacks or anything like that. So, yeah.
0: What did the financial advisor, like, how did he help you in that situation? Um, well, I or mean, she?
1: more so it was just like saving, you know, for, for things like this, like it, it, it's, yeah. more, it's more like, you know, and not even for things like this, but like as a small business owner, we're responsible for everything. Like we don't get 401k. We don't get, you know, health insurance and things like that. These are things that we need somebody and I'm not a financial advisor, but this person helps me in understanding like, hey, this is the amount of money you should be saving for these things in case this happens. This is how much you should be putting away for your retirement if you can, you know, things like that. Like just opening my eyes to Mm -hmm. um, the importance of that in the bigger picture later. And not everybody can do that like, right away. Um, and I, I certainly didn't do it right away, but I'm glad that I had somebody tell me like, hey, you know, if you're, you are bringing this in, set aside this, you know, because this can happen or set aside an emergency fund, mainly an emergency fund, you know, like make sure that before you open a big building, like <laughs> you have X amount of months that you can cover for that building if something were to happen. You know, and at first I was like, what? Like, um, okay. But then this happened and I was so glad that I was able to listen and be receptive to that information because like, now I'm just like serious about that because you never know.
0: Yeah. That's something I never thought about until the pandemic was a business savings. I thought about a personal savings, but I never thought about a business savings. And it's so important. Like I would never not have one now. And that's hey, because the absolutely.
1: pandemic. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I, yeah, when that happened, I'm just, I actually w- will put more into that now just because of my anxiety and like everything that happened. I'm like, Oh, and
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm kind, of, like,
1: kind of scarred from that whole situation. So If I have more to put into that account, I will, because, um, it's, it's important to plan. I mean, I think as an entrepreneur and as a small business owner planning is everything, especially financially, um, because you are responsible for that responsible for a lot, you know, and that includes pandemics. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, how did you know you needed to open a second location? Like what was the, so the round Rock location, um,
1: the space is very open concept. Like it's, there's not really rooms or privacy, which is cool. If you're doing like one service, like I've I've known salons, like they only do hair, so they don't really need like private rooms or anything. You walk in, everyone's doing the same thing. There's lash studios that are like that. Well um, I knew that once we got into like waxing and facials and things like that, I'm like, okay, some of these services require privacy or like, If I'm over here doing a service that, you know, requires more talking like semi-permanent makeup, there's a lot of steps to that, especially working on someone's face and doing their brows. Well, Lynn might have a client that wants to relax and she's doing their lashes and they want a very peaceful, calming environment. So I knew that if we were gonna offer services um, like that, that we needed a space that required us to have different rooms and more privacy. So that's where the Georgetown location um, kind of played in as I started looking at buildings um, that had rooms and a lobby and things like that. Um, those were things that were super important to me. So then I stumbled upon um, this cute little house here in Georgetown, it used to be a, like a law firm and um, it's yellow and I pulled up in front of it and I was like, I immediately knew Mind you, yellow is one of my favorite colors. I immediately knew that, like, this was, this was it. So um, it has the privacy we need. It's very calming when you walk in. It has a very homey atmosphere. Um, and it's just something that I wanted to, to bring to all of my clients and know that they could have, you know, multitude of different services and a very relaxing environment when they come in.
0: Yeah, that's definitely important in like a spa and facials. You need rooms and all that. But why Georgetown? That is the, that's pretty far it's from not Round Rock. Bad. the Georgetown not
1: location bad. is about 15 minutes from the Round Rock location.
0: Um, no. Oh, okay. That's not bad at no, all. For it's some reason not I thought bad. it was way further. Uh,
1: mainly because um, it's it's just so like if you ever come to my salon and where it's located, it's so quiet and calming. And it's just, it's amazing. And I feel like the industry, I feel like there's so much and traffic is just getting worse. Like it's so bad in Austin. And I try Mm -hmm. to stay north um, for now, but I know eventually I'm going to expand more south. But my first like salon location, I definitely wanted to keep it north because I don't feel like what we do i don't feel like there's a lot of that here north i feel like there's a lot of it in austin and like um more south but i definitely wanted to bring it here first and then expand from there yeah so your goal is another one um trying to get um everything running like i want here at the georgetown location but i i plan on opening um more in the future. Yeah, that's definitely my long term goal. Um, is to kind of duplicate what I'm doing here um in other cities. So
0: that's amazing. How many do you see you yourself know, owning?
1: I don't really have, wanna like I don't put a number on it, but I definitely would love to open, you know, five more. I know that sounds like Yeah. Like it sounds kind of crazy, but there's different (laughs) markets and areas that I've been researching and looking into like, um, love Dallas, love San Antonio, love Houston, went there recently. Um, and, uh, I've done some traveling too, and just kind of have some ideas like in in the future of kind of what I want to do. Definitely Austin. Um, so yeah, just, I'm just going to kind of see, you know, where it goes, but that's, That's the overall plan is to just get a good system in place and um, get things running the way I want and put the right people in the right places and then expand and grow from there. So.
0: How do you find clients when you go to these new areas or what's your plan to say like you were to go to Austin, like, like what would you do?
1: Marketing is just like key. It's a key component to everything Like you have to know your demographics. You have to know your market. You have to know your area Um, and you have to know what people are interested in. So before I start looking into areas like Georgetown, for example, Georgetown doesn't have a lot um, of people who do what we do. So we're constantly busy here. Um, So it's just. And it's knowing your demographics, your audience and your area. So before looking into locations, that's what I look for. And honestly brand I mean, I've kind of heard your podcast and a couple other people's talk about that, but like build a solid brand and wherever you go, you know, people will follow is, is what I believe in. Mm -hmm. I mean, not solely, but um, I I really do. I'm really big on brands, um, really big on quality and just like knowing your market and your demographics. I mean, um is important
0: yeah that is super important so like what was do you have like a strategy like a do you reach out to influencers in your area or anything like that
1: yeah we do um we've worked with quite a few influencers um and we've taken a lot of like social media training and um whenever we push out work there's actually on Instagram and on Facebook where you can actually target a certain audience in your area. So, um, for example, if like Linda's lashes, like I can target, you know, Georgetown, Leander, Cedar park, Gerald. So it'll hit, um, that ad will hit all of those areas,
0: you know? So, so you're boosting ads on Instagram. Yeah.
1: Instagram, Facebook, um, those are the two platforms that we've noticed um, where we get a lot of messages and like clients like reaching out. So just boosting ads, creating ads, um, and then like targeting the market. You know, you you can even go down to like the age, you know, of people you're targeting males or females, Um, what areas, things like that. So that's that's do you do all this stuff. I do. (laughs) I do. Um,
0: So what does your day look like? Are you in the treatment room? Are you? What is it like?
1: Oh man, that's so funny because Lynn literally looks at me like I'm everywhere all the time.
0: So um,
1: <laughs> she's like, "You're just all over the place." And I am. So I normally take anywhere between two and four clients a day. Normally, normally it's about four lately because it's been um, we've we've picked up quite a bit. So during the day, I take care of my clients. In the morning, I try to do back end stuff if possible. Um, so that's like. Anywhere from like answering messages, answering Facebook messages, emails, um, returning phone calls, things of that nature. And then at the end of the day, um, I will leave and my day doesn't end because I'll go home and I will um, from the day, we'll get people who have very specific questions about one of our services. So I will personally reach out and answer those questions. And then I will work on marketing. So if I, marketing as in, if we had pictures throughout the day or throughout the week that we need to do edits on, I'll work on editing. And then I try to set up a posting schedule on Facebook. And then as days go by in the week, I'll post those pictures, but constantly editing, constantly at home, working on content, um, researching different ways to better push out content so that's kind of what my day looks like. So it's um, clients during the day, back and stuff in the morning um, and answering questions in the morning, also answering questions in the evening and just creating um, and working on content in
0: the afternoon. Wow, that's a lot. And then I'm sure. And then being a mom. (laughs) Yeah, kids every other second. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And
1: then I have, you know, I have a three year old who, you know, wants me to paint her nails and read her stories. And then I have homeschool, which has been crazy. So um, I got to fit that in in the morning as well. And then also in the afternoon, like if my um, kids have any questions or anything. So it's a busy day. Like, I don't even know I think having a planner if possible and just having a routine um, but yeah my day-to-day
0: is just insane yeah I I'm all over the place too it's like one thing and then the kids are entertained so you have a minute to go do something You're like oh, okay I have a minute and then that minute's over <laughs> oh it's over so quickly too like
1: having a glass of pain is like I'm like oh this is my chill time it's five minutes so yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it's like back to something else. Um, but that's just that's what it is, man. It's constant hustle. It's constant just like going 100 miles per hour. But, you know, definitely taking that time to just um, reflect and take a moment to yourself and just appreciate, you know, what you have built, because I think I'm hard on myself about that. Like there's so many things that I still want to do that I don't sit back and appreciate all that I have done as one person, you know?
0: Yeah. I'm bad at that too. It just like, keep moving forward. Keep looking ahead. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I think, you know, my advice to people is take the time to just appreciate all that you've done and don't be so hard on yourself. Don't look at all the things that like you haven't gotten to yet, or if you didn't get to that email or you couldn't get to that, you know, content you wanted to create, like you still did a lot today and you you're still building and you know, it's showing and just like appreciate that, you know, like sit down and really look at it all and appreciate it. That's really important.
0: Yeah, I agree. What was some of your biggest hurdles from going from one salon to two? Like you can't be at two places at once. <laughs> so do you feel like you have to be at? Bo- do you go to both salons I, all the time? I mean, no, but- I
1: don't. Um, if my girls need something that's the round rock, like we're pretty in tune and I'm here to answer their questions like through the phone or text Um, so I'm mainly at Georgetown and only because like, I want to only be at one place at one time because of COVID right now. So I'm not back and forth. Um, we do have a girl, her name is Denise and she's at the Round Rock location quite a bit and she knows her stuff. She, you know, she's there, she's great. And, um, just being in tune and just being on the same page, I think with everybody is really important. So... Um, it is hard and it is, it is a hurdle. And um, I think just having a schedule and trying to balance it out the best way you can really, cause it's, it can get difficult for sure.
0: Um, How many girls are at the round rock location? So mainly Denise is
1: there. And then the girls that I do that I train, cause every now and then I will do a training. They are kind of rotating in and out of round rock. Um, and it just depends on when their availability is, so that's kind of how that location works.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And she just does the semi-permanent, permanent, like, microblading. And then, like, the does she do, like, lip blushing, I think it's called? Yeah,
1: she does. Um, that's Lynn. Lynn does that. Denise does brows. And she's also okay. a very talented makeup artist. So she does um, makeup as well. And she's amazing. She does event makeup, wedding makeup, things of that nature. Um, but at the Round Rock location, she mainly takes... Um, Clients for brows and she caters to our bilingual clients too. So she, oh, okay. she's amazing.
0: And you guys haven't thought about, you guys should do spray tanning. You know <laughs>
1: what? It's so funny you mentioned that. Cause I bought, before I opened this Georgetown location, I bought like a whole, I don't know. You're probably familiar with like Maxi Mist. I bought the whole like, yeah. um, like salon professional machine and all the solutions and everything. And we're so... I was telling Lynn this. I was like, dude, we're so busy, but we should offer this. Like, you know, we should do it. But we definitely are planning on hiring a third person um, in the salon soon. So when things kind of calm down, and we will probably will roll that out. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any... There's not that many spray tanners in Austin. I don't think there's that many in Georgetown either.
1: No, there's really not. Um it's, it's really hard to find, too. Like, I even went to try to, I mean, I'll go to, like, the chains, like, the, you know, tan it all and stuff, but, like, having a good custom spray tan, like, nothing beats that. You know what I mean? You
0: probably yeah, know. I like, know. Like, the machine's yeah.
1: just, man, like, it, like, misses the inside of my arm, or, like, I'm like, oh, that's maybe a little too orange, but nothing beats a good custom, like, spray tan. It's
0: amazing yeah i know i need to come spray you you're in Georgia. yeah anytime right?
1: you're in the area swing by i mean yeah, i'll
0: come give you I'll, I'll come give you a good spray yes, tan definitely need um uh, <laughs> yeah so what else is going on so two salons trying to get through covid i wanted what to kind mean of that you got oh, go ahead yeah no you go
1: i wanted to share some um one of your questions uh some apps that are really amazing or maybe new um, in the Yeah. Yeah, I want to kind of talk about like the things I find helpful.
0: Um, Please, yes, that's like one of my favorite things to talk about because there's so many things out there. So many.
1: Um, So there's an app called Word Swag, and um, there's also an app called Story Swag. And these two apps are amazing because you can put your work out there and you can put like, if you're running a special or if you want like a cute little video uh, story swag is amazing because you can put whatever promotion you're running and it will actually um, format it in a way that's like um, appealing to your Instagram story. Like the way that it frames the story. Cause I know a lot of videos like you'll create one and maybe like it's too big to post. But these two apps, um, they're actually made, uh, I guess, like, so it fits, like, your Instagram story and um, your Instagram. And you can put all kind of, like, different wording. Um, You can even put, like, if you don't have a logo yet, Word is really amazing because you can put your name at the bottom of your picture, especially if you're, like, a lash artist or permanent makeup artist. These are great. Um, Unfold is really great. There's another lash artists um Morgan she uses that Uh oh, I love Morgan oh yeah I know Morgan I love yeah Morgan me too so much um, her aesthetic is so she's cute she's just the best at like literally everything love her but um unfold is really good too she had mentioned that one as well um and then preview you know if you are I think she uses that one too but if you're trying to figure out like your content and how to lay it and like what's aesthetically pleasing um preview is great Um, Google my business, I think reviews are super important. So if you could set up like a Yelp or Google my business account and give your clients the option to leave a review that goes a long way people read those Um, 95% of my clients book with me because of my reviews. So that's really. yeah, really I
0: highly agree that. Oh so gosh. what I do is I send a text to every one of my clients the next day, yeah, asking them how they enjoy the service, and then I send them a link saying, please leave me a review. And I only push Google. like Yelp has have you had bad experiences? you all had bad experiences with Yelp.
1: And you know, like <laughs> filtering reviews. I don't know if you noticed
0: that. Yes, no, they that's why I stopped because in California, they've hid like a hundred, yes of my reviews. Yeah, me too. I think I I had
1: quite a few and I went recently and I'm like, why is it only showing 14? It's
0: weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I I stopped pushing that in general.
1: Yeah, I did too. I think Google, uh, my business is amazing. Um, And I think that that's great that you will send you send a follow up. That's super important um, to ask people how their experience was. That's
0: awesome. So, um, Well, especially when you're growing, I think it's always important, but it's even more important when you're growing. Because that's how you build a loyal client. Absolutely.
1: And, you know, trust. Like, that's how you build trust, too. Like, people are reading other experiences. So I definitely think having some sort of platform where people can refer to reviews is really, really important. Um, Lightroom is also, this is just another app I use. Lightroom is great um, if you need to alter lighting on your pictures and things like that. And then um, as far as... I don't know if do you use square do you have the square app? the
0: payment yeah um i used to but i use vigaro now and then it has its own merchant service oh, so i don't that. have to okay. use square anymore it's like what are you I using square, square yeah
1: and i really like square like if you if you need something that's kind of like for me because i didn't know much about processing and systems i like it because it um actually
0: gives you the ability to pull reports um so like yeah so, Vigaro, do you what do you use like for people to book an appointment? Do you yeah. use Square? Yeah, I would look at Vigaro. Um, check it out. It's a V-A-G-A-R-O, okay. and you could you could run payroll through there. You can run like crazy reports, like it's nuts what this program can do. You can send. There's tons of COVID features oh, that, that makes it like contactless. Yeah, um, but I was using Square too. Square's great too. It just um. And it has multiple salons. Does Square have that? I I don't remember. Yeah, I think you can set it up that way. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: But um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it does. Um, I have it to where it it separates locations. So yeah. But um, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, That's cool. yeah. I'll I'll check into that. I'm always looking into different ones.
0: <laughs> I like that it does payroll connects to that. That's cool. Yeah, it's super fast, and you can do it like percentage based. Nice. So. Like, my employee gets 20%. You literally click two buttons, and it's Love done. That. It's super easy, and then it does their tips and product sales every Love day. Love that. I will check. And it's cheap. It's, like, 25 bucks a month. It's not, like, um, those crazy yeah. ones. like, $400 a month I or know. something. There's
1: some crazy ones out there. I'm, like, okay.
0: Um, yeah, good to know, though. Know. Good
1: to know. Um, yeah.
0: What is something like the proud, like what's the proudest moment you had in your business so far?
1: I would definitely say um, this is going to sound kind of, I don't know, crazy, but opening my second salon and like being able to um, show that to my daughter, you know, because my daughter, she's three and she just thinks the world of me like she thinks the world of me. And she's now getting to the age where she um, understands what I do. So, um, just being able to bring her here and her understand, like, oh, this is mommy's work. And I tell her all the time, like, well, mommy's working, so you can work with mommy, you know? So just being able to, like, bring her and show her all that I built and, um, all that I'm building for her so she can grow up and, um, you know, hopefully work with, I would love that. (laughs) That's, like, my dream. I'm, like, I just want my daughter to with me and be able to mentor her and guide her um, as well as I can so I think that's my proudest moment is just like her being super excited to see the new building and bringing her here with her um,
0: yeah that's beautiful yeah. I can't wait till my son is like grasping oh more of what's going on yeah it's
1: amazing <laughs> like that's yeah man and she just and he'll just admire you and just think the world of what you do and I think it, I really do think it sticks with them. Like my daughter tells people she works here and does brows. <laughs>
0: That's so cute. She's like, I work
1: with her. What do you, what, what do you do on the weekend? She's like, I work at my mom's salon. I'm like, no,
0: don't, but okay. <laughs> um, and then how does your, do you, your partner, your husband, how does he deal with your, you being an entrepreneur and all of these things?
1: Yeah. So we have a really good co-parenting relationship. Um, For a while, it was really difficult because um, I work a lot, he works a lot, and um, he also is a business owner, so I think we understand um, each other because, like, he's just as busy as I am, so if, like, he needs to take the kids for, like you know, a weekend, or I need to have them, or, you know, whatever. We just, we work well in that aspect, because, like, we both understand, like, running a business is all over the place. So, there's a lot of balance in our relationship, um, as far as our kids, and we definitely make sure that for any big moments of, of theirs, like, he's there, or I'm there, like, we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, we can't always both.
0: That's a very uh, important we yeah. just because
1: what we do, the nature of our businesses, we can't both always be there. So we kind of made it a deal to each other. Like, Hey, we both, one of us have to, like, there's a way, you know, as long and we know, you know, ahead of time, like what's happening, we, one of us needs to be there. So we're, we're really good about that. And he's supportive of what I do and I'm sub- supportive and very proud of what he's built. Um, And I'm hoping that as time goes by or, you know, it just gets even better and better for both of us. So,
0: yeah. I'm always interested to ask about, like, how the partner is because there's a lot of sacrifice on that end that a lot of people don't bring up. And behind the scenes, maybe someone's staying home more and you're the entrepreneur and they're the ones staying home with the kids. Like there's so many different dynamics and it's not traditional anymore. So there's so many different things that could be it's happening. Not.
1: It's not. It's not. And um, I definitely will say um, that it's, it's like on a more personal level that if you are married um, and you have one person who switches gears, like for me, I went from working a nine to five job and then i um started my own business <laughs> you know so that was mm-hmm. that was hard that was so hard because you know it was um cons- when we we're together it was consistency and then it was like not you know it was like okay you went from a consistent um schedule
0: well, you knew what every day was going to exactly. look like. Exactly. And then it's like,
1: oh, you're supposed to be off at six and now you're off at eight. And, you know, having two people who were both entrepreneurs, I think is great. But it's if you have one person who's consistent, it's I don't I think easier. But yeah, I mean, everyone's different mm-hmm. in the way that they do that. I don't know a lot of people who have um, their partner is also an entrepreneur because like then there's not. A lot of time where you can spend it together because it's just you're both always being pulled in different.
0: Yeah, I don't think I know anyone who has that either. That yeah, I to no, anyway. it's,
1: it's um, that's challenging. I will say that's probably the most challenging part. So everyone that I've talked to, because I always ask, I'm like, does your or did your partner, does your partner, depending on the situation, um, do they have like a steady like nine to five, or do they have their own business? And most of them have their, their steady, like nine to five job, or the wife, maybe the husband is um, an entrepreneur and the wife has a steady nine to five. It's normally that, and I see why, I see why, because, you know, having two people who are just super ambitious and um, have their own goals and plans, like, and are gonna do whatever it takes to reach to the top, like, that's hard, that's hard.
0: Well, I feel like I need someone who's going to be the opposite of me, you know, like, I need to be that person and they need to support me, you know, like, okay, like, all right, I support
1: you. And I understand you're busy, you know, and I understand you have all these goals and, you know, ambitions. Yeah, I me too. Like, having someone who's just kind of like, okay, and like has a regular (laughs) schedule. But, uh, and then you know, you have kids. So you have a son. all your free time probably goes there, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get away and it's like, whoa, what yeah. is happening? <laughs> I'm,
1: I have the long guilt. So, like, all the time.
0: Yeah, oh, so bad.
1: Like, So, my days are Sundays and Mondays. My salon's closed on Mondays. Um, and I work Saturdays because that's just the nature of the game. And so, mm-hmm. on Sundays and Mondays, I'm like, especially, like, Mondays, I'm like, all right, what can we do? Let's go do something. Like you know let's let's spend that quality time because they need it you know
0: do you ever see yourself not providing a service and just being oh, absolutely. the owner
1: yeah um yep that's, the, that's goal, the goal is to um probably train um like have host trainings for mm-hmm. my staff going to learn and being able to give that information to my employees so they can provide the best of the best and quality service. But yeah, I mean, I do, my goal is to, you know, my kids when they're in middle school and high school, I wanna take them places and trips and take a step back and enjoy life and still be involved in my business, but kind of play a backseat role where everything kind of runs for itself and I can pop in and out once or twice a week and have the the right people Mm -hmm. in the right places and I can, you know, enjoy them while they're older and give them those experiences that I didn't have. So yeah, that's, that's why I'm working so hard now. So I can just give them, you know, so much. So.
0: Do you guys do any like online sales or selling retail?
1: It's funny you mentioned that we were in the process of getting a line here and then COVID happened, but we offer facials and pills. Um, We have a good facial line now, but we were in the process of going to, continuous education courses to learn more about different products um, so we can actually sell products and, um, you know, provide different um, bad bar items and things like that. But yeah, that's something that we're easing into as the new year approaches because there's so many things that we want to educate ourselves in and we want to definitely have the best of the best products in here um, to offer our clients. So hopefully
0: yeah. soon. That's exciting. That's been a game that's changer awesome. for my business. I hear business. that, like, from a lot of different people. Because it's a whole, it's a whole nother revenue stream. It's like you're opening exactly. up another business.
1: I've talked to people and they were like, "You need to do that. Like, if you're not doing that, like, you're."
0: Oh, yeah. you have to. I my biggest regret in my business is not that's doing it here. Yeah, that's because you think about it. Everyone that comes in, it comes to your face. They're trusting you with a the service. They're going to buy whatever product you're telling them to buy, a hundred percent. Maybe, maybe yeah, maybe ninety five percent. No, absolutely. We get that all the time. Such an easy sale. I'm sure you're already referring them products. Exactly, anyway, and they're a lot it. of people.
1: Yeah, even people who come in for like stuff that has nothing to do with the face. They're like, hey, what do you use for? What do you recommend for this? Like, what do you use for that? And it's normally yeah, me referring you know them to a site or like, hey, this is great or whatever the case is. But yeah, no, I agree 110%. And we're super excited um, because we definitely do have plans to have a product line in here pretty soon. So.
0: Ooh, I can't wait. That's going to be exciting. What you could do in the meantime is you can do like a, have you heard of like Amazon storefronts? You know, how like yeah. influencers do yeah, that. No. You could, so you can put like what I, it's pretty cool. So I do training oh, for okay. spray tan and then you put an Amazon store and then you put like whatever products you would tell your trainees to buy. And then you make a commission off that sale. It's not a lot, but it's yeah. something because you're already having to buy it. You might as well get a little exactly. something out and of I'm it. And I'm
1: sure long-term like that ends up adding up and yeah, that's awesome. That's a,
0: that's a great um, yeah. And it's super easy. You just make like a list. You have to get like approved for like the Amazon influencer mm-hmm. program, but <laughs> it's pretty simple and it's like okay I could be at least making some kind of margin like oh I recommend this face wash you know I send my client go to my Amazon shop on um, my Instagram and then I make a nice over.
1: that's awesome
0: I will definitely look into that just like an easy way to at least yeah. I don't know uh, make something right we're already we should might as well get exactly it. right we're already
1: <laughs> doing it
0: And then who is someone you like look up to in business and whatever? Honestly,
1: I would say um, all the hardworking women and moms in the industry. I look up to all of them. There's like not one particular person, but it's literally um, people who are women um, and moms who are just trying and doing their best and (laughs) promoting and trying to push their brand. Um, I just adore. I just do because I'm i in the same boat and people who po- who post like their hurdles and struggles and things because we all have them. I think initially looking at a brand and a person, like you might think that everything looks and comes really easy. But like I've definitely been through the motions where I'm like, I don't know that I can do this anymore. So just anyone who's working, you know, like I'm like, oh um, yeah. I think, you know what? Regular job sounds cool. But then
0: I like snap out of that. <laughs> Well that and you lose confidence like oh, I'm not good at what absolutely. I do anymore like I don't and that's like my own insecurities but like I go through that all the time like I'm not a oh, good spray awesome. tanner and then I'll get like a five-star oh, review yeah. and I'm like oh I'm, I'm, I'm awesome I'm the same way <laughs>
1: or like I'll see someone that like I think my work's good and I'll see some work that's better and I'm like dang okay I guess I'm not as great and then I'll like say, I'll get a review or like yeah. I'll get a referral or I'll get someone's whole family come in here and I'm like okay cool I guess
0: I'm all right. yeah exactly like I need that constant like affirmation like hey yeah it was a great spray tan and that's yeah it is a a nightmare nightmare sometimes yeah (laughs) so
1: no one in particular just like people women like I love women and I love moms and people in the industry who are just trying to put their best foot forward and navigate through this pandemic and through owning a business I just you know I adore you guys and just keep killing it and keep doing it and Pat yourself on the back. Be proud of yourself. Appreciate the process and be grateful for what you've done so far because it's a lot and taking the risk is hard and um,
0: life is short. So do what you love. Exactly. And then so your listeners can connect with you online on your Instagram. Yeah, it's Studio Aesthetics. Okay. And I'm tagging her on don't call me girl boss podcast Instagram as well. So it'll be easy for you to follow her if you're listening. And then do you have any questions for me that you I don't
1: ask? um, you you answered a lot of them. We talked about like, um, actually motivated you to
0: to start the podcast. Um, so I was listening to like a lot of podcasts about like, small business owners specifically in the beauty space and I just kind of felt found them unrelatable to a point like when they get to a certain point in a podcast maybe it is but um and I thought like okay these girls don't really have anything more than I do like why can't I do it and I also wanted to provide just like like I'm sick of hearing people who've already made it like I want to hear the people not saying that you haven't but just like that are in between who are in their growing stages, who are, you know, right. just starting a business who are figuring it out because that's where it's relatable. And that's where I learn. I don't, you know, I don't care how you are a millionaire now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I sense. agree. Like it's definitely,
1: I'm the same way. Like, um, you know, Lynn talked to me and I really connected to your podcast and I've been catching up, but it's like, I love it because it's it's so many different people and locals who um, are going. It's just so refreshing to hear that people go through the same growing pains and you know have the same the same struggles and hurdles that you do, as a business owner. Um, and even just talking to you today, like you know, me and you relate on a lot of things. And it's it's nice to hear. And I think this is great. I think what you're doing is amazing. Um, and I definitely look forward to continuing to listen. So thank you for
0: reaching out. And so happy. Yeah. Thank you for. The compliments, you never know. You start something like, like you said, you test the water. Like, I hope no, like no I love I don't it. Know. <laughs> I think what
1: you're doing is great. So I'm excited for you.
0: Thank you. And then, is there anything else you want to leave the uh, audience no, with? Not at
1: all, um, except there's one thing. So Lynn is um, offering a $25 promotion or Okay, twenty five dollars off of any permanent makeup service with code Girl Boss for Lynn. Uh, so anyone who's listening okay. and um, you know is interested in a service with Lynn, she's amazing. She's offering that. And um, if anyone's ever in the Georgetown area, come say hi to us. We are office. Of yeah, and okay.
0: then if they can chew. They just book online through your link, and then there's a spot yes, for the am. code Girl Boss. <laughs> Okay. Oh cool. no. I'm sorry. I just wanted oh, to make no, sure keep the yeah. same so what you were saying. Boss,
1: and then if you guys are in the Georgetown area, we would love to see you. Just stop by and say hi.
0: Well, thank you so much for being on. I'm definitely gonna come oh, by. I need a yes, peel, it peel season. Yeah, and the bring your spray
1: <laughs> tan machine and I'll be ready. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. I'll spray you. That sounds so fun. Well, thank you again for being on. And I can't wait to follow your journey and see what 2020 is basically over for me. So I can't wait for 2021. I can't wait to see
1: all your growth. And thanks for thanks for reaching out.
0: You, too. of course, have a great rest of your day. I hope you love today's episode. Um, I have a new episode every Sunday. I interview small business owners. If you have someone you want to nominate who's just a badass who has a great story, whatever it may be, DM at Don't Call Me Girl Boss and let me know why I should interview them. Also, if you loved this podcast, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe. That's the only way to really support the podcast and I just really appreciate every single one of you listening, and I hope you enjoyed it and became a better version of yourself and really gained some tips, some tricks, just anything from this podcast. Um, I'll see you next week.